Hey everybody, welcome to Maximum Libertarian. I'm Brian, I'm joined today by the one and only Chef Lily. How you doing today? Great, how are you? Ah, oh, wonderful. Glad we're finally able to get live and on the air today. So, uh, I know typically we've been doing it on Monday, but of course we have to work around my schedule and all that good stuff. So, well we got a few topics to talk about. Um, yes, let's get started. Yeah, let's... We're going to talk, you know, as I titled this uh, today, it is, uh, we need to muzzle all unvaccinated and whistleblowers too, because we've had some issues coming up. As we were talking right before we went live, um, the most popular site for videos is YouTube, mm-hmm. by far, hands down. And um, so really, when we do things like this, or if you do your stuff, whatever the case might be, you want to be, uh, you need to be on almost all platforms. Mm-hmm. And you definitely got to be on YouTube. As much as Google, as bad as Google is, you've still got to play the game to get the message out. Okay. You know, but the problem is, YouTube is now, well, the, not that they've just now started, but, you know, they have a long history of suppression, hiding uh, people from speaking. Now, look, if it's one thing, if I got on here, you know what, I, I, don't, I really don't know. I think really you're going to get pushed down anyway. Like, if I was to sit here and say, look, go outside, eat dirt, mm-hmm. um, and you'll get cured of whatever the disease is. Well, some that wouldn't make sense. I mean, you're going to go out there eat dirt, and you know people are going to just laugh at it, and then they're you're you're not going to be taken seriously. Okay. But now, what we've got is coming from this is uh, the Washington Post. YouTube is banning prominent anti-vaccine activists and blocking all anti-vaccine content. So. They're taking steps to uh, remove channels from high-profile anti-activists like uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Junior, yeah. And there's a Joseph uh, Mercola, and they're who experts say are partially responsible for helping see the skepticism. skepticism uh, and that was a big word. No, it was. <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, and there's also helping slow the vaccine uh, vaccination rates in this country. Do you have any thoughts? Or Yes, a lot of these people that we're introducing into the mass media frenzy is against COVID vaccines, not against vaccines, because there's a lot of vaccines that we get when we are children, right, for chicken pox and measles and stuff like that. And those have actually have been vetted for many, many years. And there's new vaccines. And I, I don't understand why we're not talking about the autism rate, how it has skyrocketed from children and uh, what, what the effects are on children with vaccines. Um, I'm an immigrant. I shared that with you before on this podcast. And I had to get um, vaccinated and shots and stuff like that before I could be adopted and to come over into the United States. And um, I really feel that that's important, right? And I feel that um, I knew that was like the rules 
as an adult, but as a kid, I didn't know anything, right? But the things with the vaccinations that um, we're not talking about is that it's not all vaccines that everybody's against. It's this particular vaccine. And then the other thing that we're not talking about is other options. There's other options and the options are not getting vaccinated, but actually putting more zinc into your bloodstream, getting more vitamin C and actual natural uh, supplements that we're not getting. Like if you do literally 30 minutes in the sun, that's uh, vitamin D that you need, but you also need supplements to get vitamin D3, you know? And a lot of people are not, uh, don't even wanna hear the other options. It's vaccines, vaccines, vaccines. And it's just like, wait, hold up. What happened to uh, my body, my choice? Uh, what happened to the mentality of, you know, there's people out here and I'm one of them that really believe truly not eating dirt, but eating roots and drinking from the roots. Um, I, when I was stationed in uh, Japan, they, they take the roots out of their gardens, right? And they put it in boiling water and then they drink that to help them. Um, I, some of it they said for mental clarity, mm -hmm. right? Some of them say for diet. Some of the uh, Japanese people are just amazing people. Um, they have so much invested. And when they looked at the vaccines and they said, hey, these are three different types of metals that you are injected into your bloodstream, right? That is something that nobody talks about. And the Japanese people, um, scientists, wanted to know what is actually being put into our people's arms. And I don't understand how America isn't on that same bandwagon. They don't even want to know. And I think I shared with you, Brian, that there was a lady on Instagram that opened up the vaccine right? The box. Mm -hmm. And then you see little tiny boxes where the actual vials were at. And then they have this thing on top of the box, that list of all the ingredients. And this uh, pharmacist opened it up, right? Okay. The whole paper was blank. There was nothing written on it. Back, front, front nothing. And that to me tells me that's just crazy. But there was also a, a veteran that went up to, uh, I want to say it was CVS or Walgreens, and he just stole the vaccine bottle, the actual vial itself, and walked right out. And he did that in three different locations because he wanted to know what was in these vials, right? Because you're, you're yelling at me, you're screaming at me. And I think I shared with you earlier today, there is a podcast that had a woman, a wife, army, uh, active duty army wife. No, excuse me. Her husband was active duty. She's a wife of an active duty service member. And she was sharing, she was a whistleblower, mm -hmm. sharing that her husband of nine and a half years of being in service in the United States Army is being forced out. They gave him three options. And he took one of the options saying that he would gain weight and he would fail his P. Uh, I don't know what the Army calls it, but the Navy, because I'm Navy, call it the PRT test, right. Right? the physical mm -hmm. training test. And uh, every 
sailor has to take a test, I think it's every six months, right? Correct. So um, he purposely failed his in the Army. And so now he's being discharged, right? Mm -hmm. But the United States Army never told him when he was getting discharged. And he had all these jobs lined up to go and actually um, get a job, a civilian job. And he wanted to be a sheriff after he got out of the Army. And um, because of the COVID, I guess the schools for sheriffs um, is only happening once a year. And because the Army was not releasing him or telling him when to be released, that he missed all his opportunities to get another job on, as a civilian. So the wife, uh, which is an awesome wife because wives are awesome, um, called her congressman and said, hey, what's going on? The husband needs to know a date and the United States Army is not telling him when his official date of leaving the service is. So the congressman called the Department of Defense, right? And the Department of Defense got back and said, okay, he's gonna be discharged in October, right? Okay. Which is this coming month right now, right? And um, so it's like, um, oh, one of the other reasons that they were gonna kick him out was because if he was not going to receive the vaccine, and there are black people in the army that he is a white supremacist mm -hmm. and he doesn't like black people if he doesn't take the vaccination. And the crazy thing is that this is one place that I truly feel that it's a truly melting pot is the military because we're taking everybody from every community and shoving them on boats, shoving them in the army, shoving them in the Marine Corps and all this other stuff. So this is one place I feel that racism isn't really a strong uh, uh, view. I mean, I'm not saying it doesn't exist because racism exists everywhere, right? But I'm just saying that to say to a white Christian male that one of your options is will paint you as a, um, as a white supremacist. So this is the new thing. If you're white and you're a Christian, you're a white supremacist. Correct. Now, let's go real quick. You're talking about it's like a melting pot in the service, and I'm absolutely in agreement with you. But even where I've grown up, I mean, I've always had, you know, I mean, middle class, uh, a little bit upper middle class, but for the most part, middle class. But I've had every demographic of people around me. And uh, so I've always got along with everybody. And uh, But when they were doing, getting rid of the draft, I know this is getting off the topic of YouTube banning, uh, the YouTube banning anti-vaxxers real quick. But when they were doing a uh, survey, when they were getting rid of the discussing it, they uh, had a uh, this gentleman talk about. And I'm, I'd be completely anti. I'm not. I'm not for the a four A draft. I, I think people should volunteer on their own. I'm for free. You know, you doing it. You're because you want to do it. You feel compelled to do it. And. Uh, but they said one of the things when they were discussing getting rid of it, by doing this, what you're going to ha wind up having is certain uh, uh, communities not volunteering to join. And then you're going to have a um, – and what you've seen now is it's a predominant – there is more white people who volunteer. I'm not saying that you don't have other races, obviously, and but you still have more white people there. So you're not having this community. And also when it was bringing everyone in, as you know, even though me and you served, you served on a service ship. I was on a submarine. Uh, Julio was in the Army. My brother was in the Army. I, I, I know different people 
-hmm. we all feel connected. We can all, even though we did different things in different spots of the world, we feel connected. So we have a community. And you're a boy and I'm a girl. Okay. Correct, correct. Okay. <laughs> we, 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 we've got this community. Well, now what have we done? We don't have a community. You've got some people standing up for the flag. You got some people taking a knee, which that's a whole nother argument. You got some people now playing a, uh, a national, uh, the black national anthem, and then you're playing the national anthem. So what you're doing, you're segregating, even though you're pretending that you're wanting to bring unity, but you're make you're almost pulling people apart. Yes. You know. So in turn, now. It makes me, and now also mm -hmm. the Navy came out and they said that they're not able to, they're not having enough people to man all the positions that they've got. Mm -hmm. So in turn, they're looking at it, you know, they, they just, they pushed into the uh, NDNAA bill that females all have to now sign up for the selective service. If you didn't know that. Yes. It, it just I got pushed it. in. Uh, I love and that. So they're now, that's now in there. Uh, but they're saying that it's a possibility in the future there might be another. The draft might come back mm -hmm. because we're not having enough people volunteering. And because of the divide of the country, if China was to, say, make the big move and try to invade, look, our, we've got a sec segment of this population that will gladly give up the guns their guns, and they're also willing to give up my guns or your guns or anyone else's guns mm. on my behalf. And it's just like those that want to help the homeless. Well, that's fine and dandy, help the homeless, but don't put your hand in my pocket. Right. You know, if I make me compelled to give money to to volunteer to, to do that, you know, and that's one thing that we've got going on. But when you talk about that, um, melting pot and things. I, I, you know, I never thought about it, but I think now it's something where I'm like, you know, I'm still not in favor of a draft, but it was a very interesting thing because what you're seeing now. Yeah. Well, I feel like the draft, I will, I will just circle to that right now. Um, I am sick and tired of the feminist movement. I'm sick and tired of these females trying to make males... Um, a separation, right? It, it's not, it's like one separation was, um, we tax are very, very rich, right? So it was economic class that we, we hate the rich people, right? Yeah. Then it was attacked with Black Lives Matter. We don't like black people or all lives matter and all this other stuff. That's another tactic to separate us as well. Well, the other tactic that nobody seems to be talking about is the female and male. And like I shared with a couple of podcasts back, is the simple fact that I'd rather be connected to males and, and have a community involvement, us together versus us apart. And this feminist movement is a bunch of shenanigans because of the aspect that why are we so possessed to dividing? I don't understand that, right? Mm -hmm. But this draft makes me so happy because now every single feminist creature that is out there now you got what you wanted that is true equality when you can draft a female and a male that is actually true equality and i'm not saying this because i was a, a service member in the united states navy 
and it was my choice to join the Navy. That was my dream since I was like nine years old. But the thing was this, that your drink just gave me a burp. Sorry about that. But the thing was that really gets me, you know, riled up is we can't have different opinions. We can't uh, be together on anything, right? And it's just like uh, with YouTube and hating on people that are totally against this one vaccination. Not all of them. See, when you start these conversations, you got to start from the truth. And a lot of people that I know are really for vaccination, not the COVID. And the other thing I wanted to share with you, and I think I shared with you this in private, but if you are a veteran in any of the branches, if you completed boot camp or processing days, as us Navy folks call it, P-days, mm -hmm. um, you are vaccinated with the COVID already. So whatever vaccine that they gave for the U.S. Army and military at the end of World War One, right? So this is before Theodore Roosevelt was president. No, yes. No, this is after Theodore Roosevelt was president. Um, we had design shots that were not, I don't think it was called an actual vaccine, but it was a vaccine. Mm -hmm. So every single service member from World War One to now has already had the COVID vaccine. So why are we giving COVID vaccine the new version over and like try to you know kick people out of the military for that and the other thing that really gets me is these service members i really don't like the terminology of white supremacists because the real white supremacists do exist they gave money to creepy joe for his election for it to become president those were true white supremacists those were actually listed on a list for the Ku Klux Klan, but nobody wants to talk about that. And they have like the fist in the air with uh, Creepy Joe, all smiles and stuff like that, right? And it's like these people are actually like the head of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm -hmm. That's what racism is. The Ku Klux Klan is a racial division uh, of only white people are the most superior. That's almost like Hitler's thinking, you know, uh, blonde hair, blue eyes, which Hitler was brown hair. But you got to understand too now, people use white supremacy and they use Nazi and they use other fascist or whatever the case might be. They use it more. They don't even know what they're talking about. They just say it. Mm -hmm. And in turn, by putting saying that, it will say it, they said it against me. Then in turn, what will happen is that now I'm on like, uh, then now I've got to spend all this time defending something that's not true. You see, if you lot, if you remember Larry Elders, he was running for um, governor, governor. And what did uh, New York Times put in there? They called him the new face. He's the black face white supremacist. Yes. So in turn, they're just using it, and then that way it scares people. So in turn, my, my big thing's always been, it's even with um, when it came to, uh, like, sex offenders. Yeah. Like, I want to be able, when I say that's stay away from that individual, that's a bad person, I need to make sure that that's a bad person. But what you got with the sex offenders list mm -hmm. is sometimes, there, and I know of a guy who was 18 years old, 
he graduated in 93 with me, mm-hmm. and he went to college. He met a, you know, he was going to college. He was doing construction, to, you know, as a part-time job or whatever. Uh, met a 16-year-old girl. Be here, there. They got caught uh, fooling around. Uh, she calls in. She says, hey, I was getting raped. And she got she got scared. But then she goes back and says, Hell, I wasn't getting raped. Well, the police department's like, look, we've so they so the parents had to go down there and say, Look, they, this was consensual. There was no rape to it. Well, now they said, Well, it's already in the computer system, there's nothing we can do. Now Whoa. here's this kid is on the sex offenders list. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, if I say, Hey, that's a sex offender, you don't go, Oh, he was having sex with a sixteen year old. Mm-hmm. you're going the most whatever the most vile thing in your head so in turn it's kind of don't make sense and i would like to see it cleaned up too but that's but that's the same thing so like when i go hey that's a white supremacist that's a fascist that's an authoritarian i want to make sure that i'm actually pointing to someone and so when i say that mm-hmm. that's what i mean it, it, that's not it's the truth you know so we can go back um you know but if you look going back to youtube also but they're banning anti-vaxxers. Now, you know, they've changed the definition of what an anti-vaxxer is because it used to be an anti-vaxxer was someone who was opposed vaccines, but now they've added in those that do not agree with vaccine mandates, which that's where I fall in because I've been vaccinated on different things. Mm -hmm. I haven't had the vaccine here. And like you say, follow the science, follow the science. Well, Mm-hmm. As you know, if you get COVID, the antibodies and stuff like that are supposed to be better for you. But for some reason, they're saying you need the vaccine too. So just like flies in the face of science all these years, you know? Yeah. So uh, so this is... He created the very first vaccine. So Rudolf Steiner on vaccination, spirits of darkness are going to inspire their human host to find a vaccine that will drive all inclination towards spirituality out of people's souls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and that was in what, the 1800s? That what said? No, I'm, oh. I'm saying that he's right, from okay. the 1800s. So when this whole idea or concept of a vaccine, it, this is what the, they were thinking then. If we get... And, and this is the same thing that they think about when, okay, let's, I'm going to do it a, di- a different way. When you get bitten by a poison, poisonous snake, right? Mm-hmm. The venom is entered your bloodstream. It can go into your muscle tissues and stuff like that and causes uh, nerve damage and stuff like that and almost give you the same signs as if you're having a stroke, okay? And the only way to counter that bite is to actually um, get... They, they take the venom of the snake and then they make like um, a serum that they can inject into your bloodstream to cancel out uh, that poisonous venom, right? Right. By using the point, point, poisonous venom, okay? So that was the concept, right? Now, when we get into these vaccines, now this newest vaccine that's out on the market is not chicken eggs, Okay, it's not chicken yolks or whatever they're using back in the day when they did the measles and the mumps and stuff like that. That was all from chickens. Okay, now they're using aborted baby uh, fetuses. Okay, 
and they're using the actual DNA structure, right, um, to build up this vaccine, right? And so the body will look at it, oh, it's a human DNA, right, being injected with tens of thousands of other things, right? And like I showed, shared with you about uh, the vaccination lights that they're putting up in the streets. If you are in a city and you see purple lights, it's, it's uh, supposed to be able to see who's vaccinated because your blood will um, turn blue in the purple lights mm -hmm. because uh, there's like medical, metal particles. Like I said, with the Japanese um, actually took the uh, vaccines and broke it down to see what all is in the actual vaccines. In Japan, they have rejected every single vaccines. They will not give it to their people. That is an awesome emperor or whoever's in charge of, of Japan. That was an awesome decision, right? And now the news came out with the vaccines in Australia. So seven people got um, the coronavirus, right? Right. Six of them were vaccinated. Only one wasn't. Okay. And they're making like this, they're taking the freedoms away from the Australians like nothing, right? Just to justify seven deaths. So this whole entire year and so, they had like maybe two deaths. So there in itself should show you how not to overreact in something like this, how they're totally taking uh, their power to the 10th level and trying to destroy people's lives and stuff like this, right? Mm. And I, I know I shared videos with you with a police officer saying, I'm sorry, I have to do this, you know? Uh, my wife doesn't have a job anymore. This is the only income I have. I don't want to be doing this to my own citizens. Right. And the guy that is protesting saying, so why are you doing it? He's like, I have to. I am now the head of the household. I am the provider for my house. And that's, that is a real husband that's talking there. I am the provider and um, seeing people in such distress. But then again, if the Navy um, are kicking people out because they're not vaccinated in the army and all the other branches. So does that mean all the Haitians that are coming over illegal and the, all the other illegals that are coming in, are they going to have a free pass to join the military? Is that how we're going to replenish? I have no clue what they're going you to know? do. But I'm just thinking, all the people that they have from the Taliban and the Middle East coming over in these planes, right? Mm -hmm. um, they're not women. They're not children. They're young men. And that just makes sense to me that, okay, so if you're kicking out all the true American patriots out of the military branches, so you must replenish them. You must have an idea or a concept that you're going to replenish them with these illegal immigrants right and if so then that means if we ever go to war or have war come to us they'll just drop their weapons because that's what they did in afghanistan they just dropped and said you know i'm not doing this so these people that are coming over do they have no loyalty to what the united states is and the people that do have this loyalty is being treated like second-class citizens and like garbage. I, I couldn't imagine serving the United States Navy today. I couldn't do it. Now, when President Trump, 45, was in, 
yes. You know, I told my husband if he recalls me, I told him I just need a, you know, a new shoulder and I'm good to go. You know, and um, but the the patriotism has, I feel, in some levels, left the military. And listening to uh, Congressman Gates talk to General Milley the way he did, and the other guy, the Department of Defense, I think his name is Mike or Michael. The Department of Defense Secretary Austin, Lloyd yeah, Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they had this hearing, and uh, Congressman Gates was just laying into this general, basically saying, "You need to resign." All of this happened on your watch. All of this. And then he even brought up the past when President Obama, uh, President 44, was in office and suggesting, you know, you guys all want war. And I feel like when they found out that General Milley, uh, behind President Trump's back, called China and said, hey, you know what? I will give you a heads up if this, you know, potato head is going to go and like come and destroy you and get you, right? So President Trump, uh, I feel, looked at the situation that we have with China as a business deal gone wrong. And that's why the tariffs happened. That's why adding taxes to imports and exports and all this stuff happened, right? And the thing that really gets me is that General Milley doesn't have or has lost touch of what true Americans are. And what are we is we believe in this country, we believe in the Constitution. Uh, I don't care that you're a libertarian and I know you don't care that I'm a constitutionalist. But it's just like th there's reasons why the United States have lasted this long. There's reasons why people um, can fight and stand up for themselves here in the United States than in Australia, you know? And when I saw that one guy in Australia fight six cops, you know, mm -hmm. I was pretty, you know, that was pretty amazing to me. Like, yes, that, that's the spirit that you need to have and you need to possess it immediately if you want these chains that were voluntarily put on you because you thought you were doing something right. But in, I think it was 1995 or 1994, Australia, guns were taken away. Right. So they've had like almost, what, 20, almost 30 years with no uh, weapons to defend themselves, right? So when you see them on the street, right, you see them literally fighting with their hands. I mean, that's just, that was crazy, right? But, um, YouTube and, and trying to cut off people's voices, right? Well, I feel that YouTube is doing it now. Mm -hmm. So it didn't give the impression that they were working with the White House administration, this current president. Because Creepy said about a month ago, we, yeah, we are working side by side with YouTube and Google. We're going to control the fake news narrative own research and that's the thing I feel like true Americans want to do their research we all want to have different options to things right and when Nicki Minaj came out and said think for yourself you know and then she even brought up the Tuskegee um, experiments where they gave syphilis 
to African Americans in uh, Tuskegee, and um, basically for 70 years these people had syphilis and passed it on to their families and all this other stuff from generation to generation. And then you get this weirdo Clinton in office, and then he apologized. Okay. And it's yeah. like, you should not have to apologize for something you should not have done in the first place. But then, when you do your research, we gave uh, sexually transmitted diseases on purpose to Guatemalans in the 1940s, uh, just to see how that would, you know, what the effects were. You know, and I'm just like, we have done some pretty evil things. But saying that having options for this vaccine on YouTube, having different opinions and, and ways that you can fight this uh, virus is it just blows my mind because it's like you're thinking, why the heck would YouTube um, keep censoring, right? What what are they getting out of it? How much money is the this administration giving to YouTube and Google? to do this because you wouldn't discriminate somebody just to do it without getting something in return. So what is YouTube getting in return? What are these companies like Instagram and isn't Instagram owned by Facebook now? Instagram, yeah, oh yes. Yeah. They've been owned by Facebook for a while now. So what are these companies getting to, to censor people? And I, I don't think anybody really asks that question. And that's kind of important because you need to know, okay, why is this behavior occurring or reoccurring, right? And what is the basic action for what the reaction that we're getting for being censored? Right. And that's one thing that I think is nobody's really seen anything. Now, when Joe Rogan came out and said, I took this, this, and this, and I feel fine, you know? I didn't want my family to get uh, COVID, so I isolated myself, and I took this, this, and this, and now I'm better. Right. And then the whole entire media just flipped and turned on it on him, and it's just like, wait, so you wanted Joe Rogan to die? And then the other thing we were sharing was the vaccines that they were giving people in the 80s for HIV and AIDS. How is it? My, Magic Johnson is still alive, and I, I can't remember his last name from Queen, how he died it, almost instantly of knowing that he had the HIV virus. And they both had the same virus. And Magic Johnson, you look at him today, he looks fine. Well, I don't know what's going on with Magic Johnson and that. So, But that was also a vaccine that they were giving to people that were infected with the HIV virus. And uh, the head singer of Queen listened to Dr. Fauci. And that's probably why a lot of homosexuals were really upset with Dr. Fauci and saying, you're killing people. Well, purpose. if you remember back in, there's, there's a famous picture where you can see uh, they were having a march. And mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. it had, the, the guy was holding up a sign that said, Fauci, you're killing us. Yeah. The government's the only job where you can do a half-assed job. And, and not get fired. And right? not get you, you <laughs> can't get fired, and then you continue to get promoted if as long as you uh, do the sweetheart talking stuff to people, and that's kind of depressing to me, you know. Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to share this. 
Oh, keep going. Yeah, but that that's what but while we were talking about Sydney, I just saw uh I see that uh, this comes from uh, news.trust.org. It's the Thompson's, uh, I guess it's uh, Rutter's uh, Foundation News. It says, Sydney's unvaccinated warned of social isolation when COVID lockdown ends. And it says that the total COVID-19 cases have topped 100,000. And officials have warned that unvaccinated will face difficulty life a difficult life indefinitely. Uh, daily cases in Sydney, Melbourne, uh, hot spots climb. Queensland reports first mystery case in nearly two months. So really, when you start seeing this stuff, and you're seeing it here in this country, we can all pretend that Australia is uh, not going to bring... What, what What's happening to Australians... Is slowly going to happen here. Right now, the only thing that's saving us is because we've had a belief mm-hmm. in freedom that we're free. Yeah, now, I rebuke that, though. I don't want Australia to come to uh, the United States, just like I don't want California to become Virginia, you know? Right. And I, I see people fleeing from California, and they have these ideas of socialism and they try to bring it into these Republican states or Republican cities and stuff, or excuse me, counties and all this other stuff. But I wanted to give this number. So when we had this huge, uh, I think it was 2018 when President Trump signed saying that federal employees that disrespect or harm veterans on purpose, right? That, there we have accountability and the accountability is the president trump va hotline and this hotline is you as a veteran or a caregiver can call 1-855-948-2311 and actually talk to somebody usually they are actually a veteran and you can say hey this is what the va treated me like da 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 and they go through a good investigation and they will have the director of that department call that veteran and say, hey, did this happen? If so, how can we make it better? And what can we do? Da, 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 da. And the number again is 1-855-948-2311. And this is a line that if you're being treated badly, unfairly, disrespectfully, uh, by the VA, by any federal employee, that means claim people, the people that are doing the claims, all the way up to the hospital itself, you can basically call this line, and it's a paper trail that is attached to the actual federal employee, and basically when it comes to them to get promotion, they look through this file and say, wait, you got not just a complaint, but this complaint went all the way up to the director's office desk, and this is how it was handled. But in 2018, federal employees could get fired. And it was back in the day, that was one of the things that all veterans knew. Oh, we could complain till the sky is, you know, black and nothing will happen. Well, in 2021, creepy. The president that is now uh, occupying the White House has reversed that. So federal employees can now treat us veterans like dirt and they won't have 
the same effect as they had before, like, we can fire you. So taking that back um, gives who more power? The federal government. And that is what I would like people, Americans, to really understand. When power is given, we are the ones giving up the, the actual power and stuff like that. And we are literally making the government bigger and bigger and bigger. But the thing that really gets me every single time is how veterans are being treated at the VA. And they don't know what to do. They don't know how to take care of this problem or situation. There was a guy that was really ill and he had to get his x-rays. And they treated him like crap right in front of me. And it was like, I didn't even think to uh, video record them and how they were talking to this uh, Vietnam veteran. You know, the Vietnam veterans are now in their 70s, getting into their 80s, you know, depending on what time they served, because Vietnam started in the 50s and it ended in the 70s. Mm -hmm. So uh, Vietnam was quite a few years, but it was like now that generation is almost to the age like World War II veterans were when uh, Vietnam people were coming back, right? So you can see the different um, eras of people of war and stuff like that. But the, the disrespecting of veterans in the VA is, it is, it is ridiculous. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, just keep talking for a minute. I'm going to run upstairs. Okay. Uh, we've got someone going to be calling in in a minute. That's why I put up your head. So if you got something to talk about, just ramble on for a little bit. Talk about your own channel and I'll be right back. Oh, I was going to talk about something else. Okay, so um, on that last note about uh, reacting to uh, what is coming at us. Okay, so to give you a little story or background, I have noticed uh, people's behavior changing drastically in the community where I live at versus how people are talking to one another in 2020 versus 2017 or 2018 and just a few years ago, literally. And the thing that really gets me is that um, the kindness, the respectfulness, um, I was raised to respect my elders, right? And after 2020 and seeing all the shenanigans of how uh, elders talk, uh, I lived in a major city called Los Angeles, California, and I lost respect for senior citizens real quick in uh, California. And now that, you know, I try to, you know, respect my elders because um, I would like that same respect when I get to their age. Um, but after 2020, all the lies from every which way or directions, I do see that uh, the senior citizens in my community have literally gone evil they are mean they are disrespectful and it's like in the back of my head is i gotta be kind to these people because they're senior citizens and i wouldn't want anybody to treat my parents in a disrespectful manner but then i do know my parents now you know so my encounter i was walking my dogs um just the just last night, right before it was getting dark, so it was around like 7.30ish, right? And we had encounters with uh, neighbors, and it escalated so quickly that it was it was horrible. It was horrifying. All right. Well, are, are you done with your story? 
No. Oh, okay. Well, I just got to call in. Uh, we got, uh, can you hear me, Bob? Ram UE Podcast. Do we hear you? Yes. All right. Uh, you broke up a little bit, just a tad bit. So I think we'll be able to hear you through the computer. Oh, there we go. I hear you now. Yeah. So, so how you been? I'm good. Um, yeah, just good to see another new show uh, on Podbean. Um, first time listener, and uh, obviously the libertarian stuff is great to hear. So uh, I'm looking forward to tuning in more, and uh, hopefully, you know, we can have some great conversations. Excellent. So, where are you? Well, obviously, we're in Virginia here in the states. Where are you located? I'm from Scotland. Ah, wonderful. So, how's the lockdowns yeah. been for folks? Um, to be honest, they haven't really bothered me that much. Um, I was put on, so our government were giving us a furlough pay, um, which was they would pay 80% of our wages for, you know, when, when the lockdown first was started here and I think it was March, April, 2020, um, everyone pretty much was sent home apart from obviously the, the health sector and uh, any um, essential work. So I was put on furlough and I had 80% of my wages paid uh, from April to August before I was taken back. Um, apart from that, I haven't really felt much of it because I've worked all the way through. And uh, I am, as I said in the chat, I am a conspiracy theorist um, and I'm also into politics and philosophy. So very early on, I realized that pretty much that COVID was, I mean, I've got to choose my words wisely, but it's not all that it seems. And I don't believe that it's a threat that we are led to believe. Um, so, you know, the masks, the, va the, the vaccines, uh, I've kind of learned about um, non-compliance, common law, Magna Carta, and uh I got myself an exemption card for the masks and uh, I, I intend to do the same with the vaccine. So for me, it's not been much of a problem. All right. Well, that's good to hear. Um, I know yeah. we've, where we've got the way the state got like Florida, Texas, you know, uh, South Dakota, they're pretty much saying, hey, it's business as usual. And then we've got other states sitting here saying one way or the other. And it's almost pitting the citizens against one another. You know, and it's like it's mind control that people know about. But we all pretend that it's we'll, we'll say that, yes, we know it's there. But then we pretend that it's not there. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for, for me, uh, so I, I so very... Sorry. Oh, no, no, no. Go ahead. I was going to let you go ahead and start. I was just going to say, you know, I've been on this journey of, uh, for me, it all started in uh, 2016 with the election of Donald Trump. Uh, I've paid very close attention throughout his whole presidency. Um, I fell for the whole, uh, you've heard of like the the QAnon kind of stuff, the pizza gate, the, the conspiracy stuff surrounding Trump and um you know, locking up Hillary and uh, all that stuff. Uh, so I was, you know, I was fully into all that. Um, 
And then I kind of stepped up a level again when I realized that Trump was just the same as every other president there's ever been. He's controlled. And um, so so I, I do have a, a fair knowledge of American politics, um, but where I kind of differ from maybe most people or, or you know, like maybe so much ourselves and hopefully I can uh, we can maybe have a, a great conversation going forward is I see politics now as divide and conquer. Um, all these states and different states in America doing different things and causing, you know, media frenzies and division. It, it, that is what it is. It's all about divide and conquer. So what, what I was about to say was I very early on when I realized this, decided not to try and wake up people um, because you'll never wake up enough to do anything worth, worthy. So for me, it's all about looking after yourself, your friends, your family, um, and, and you know, in non-compliance. Again, I always say it, you don't have to participate in this world the way it's going with like, to me, it's communi communism, uh, tyrannical government. So you, you don't have to comply. So what's the, you know, I understand the concept. Of, I don't know if you've ever heard of uh, Jason Stapleton. His big belief is also, like, he was a libertarian, and um, he eventually, he was like, what's the point in being a libertarian? As you Just as you said, I can't wake up enough people. And um, so then he's like, what I've got to do is start focusing on uh, pneumatic wealth so he can, because now, you know, with computers and things of that nature, we can take this podcast or we can take our jobs a lot of times and we don't even have to be in the same city. We can be miles away in another country and be doing this stuff, you know. And, but at the same time, my question is, and I also know another individual who's, who thinks identical to Jason Stapleton. But at the same time, government is not going to forget about me, even though I'm looking at him saying, I, I, I reject you. I don't accept you as my leader. They're going to take my land. They're going to take my guns. They're going to take my freedom of speech. You, you know, I can't, yeah. you know, I've been around the world when I was in the Navy and I met so many people that I know we're friends but the governments would rather pit me against that Turkish guy or the guy from Italy or wh wherever. So yeah. I, guess what, I guess my question is you want to keep your family and friends or, you know, look after yourself, but don't you feel that you should try to do some type of like letting people know, trying to wake them up or what? Yeah, well, that's that's why I started my own podcast. So I do episodes. Um, I'm only episode 15. I'm, I'm fairly new, but I've done. Um, uh, so I've done the Titanic conspiracy. I intend to do like JFK 9-11. I've got, you know, the, the, the stereotypical conspiracy theories, um, you know, the Tuskegee experiment that you mentioned earlier. Um my MK Ultra, you know the the government uh, experiment from the fifties. They actually did, you know, that's a a, a well known conspiracy theory. It's, it's kind of confirmed that they used uh, high doses of LSD in the fifties, all the way up to the seventies, on uh, military to kind of wipe their 
minds and reprogram them. And uh, so there are, you know, confirmed, even like the, the Operation Northwoods, you know, the one that, uh, the Gulf of Tonkin, you know, they went to JFK and they asked him to blow up an American airline uh, in the in the Cuban Gulf and blame it on Cuba so that they could then have an excuse to go to war with Cuba because Cuba were getting too friendly with Russia and America didn't like that. And that's why they think JFK ended up, you know, being killed off. So there, there are, you know, conspiracies like that kind of mainstream. But for me, what I'm so uh, into right now is, um, you know, the, the mainstream media and the propaganda that they push to push agendas. And this is why I can't do politics anymore. And I align probably 99% with you guys. You're libertarians. I think everyone should be a libertarian at least. You know, I probably even go a bit further and say I'm uh, right-leaning conservative. You know, I've got, you know, it's mo morally, I think, uh, that's where I stand. You know, morals are key. So, um, yeah. Okay, so we were talking about some of the laws that are passing here in the United States. I wanted to know, um, in Scotland, do you have, if a male, do you have to join the military for two years like you have to do in Germany? Is no, there any no. It's choice. Um, I think the only difference is if there were there was a war, you would be called up. But uh, obviously, that hasn't been the case. Well, no, I suppose the, the Middle East war. You know, we've been in Afghanistan and Iraq for twenty years. But no, it's never been a case that we've had to. Um, it's always just been a choice. Okay. So, what is your opinion yeah. about uh, Afghanistan and what has happened in the recent month? On the what recent month. Thoughts? Okay. Um, you can even you for, can even go into the whole twenty years if you want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, the, I, I do ramble on. I, I, I'm not the best of you know speakers. It's hard to explain this kind of stuff without trying. You know, I don't want to offend anyone or scare anyone off. You know, the stuff that I talk about is deep and dark. Um, you know, but we could start with nine eleven, and you know, I think I, I always. I think I've maybe been a bit biased, but I honestly believe that most people now believe 9-11 was an inside job. And maybe people disagree with me, but what I find in the people that I talk to, I think most people do believe it. And, uh, you know, when, when you look at, you know, the Wesley Clark interview where he said after 9-11 he was pulled into a, a meeting with um, George Bush and all them, and they said that, uh, the plan was to hit seven countries in five years. And, uh, you know, the, the centralised bank, um, w when you realise it in 2001, there were seven countries left that didn't have a central bank in them, a Federal Reserve central bank. And these countries are now down to two. I think it's Libya and Iran. Uh, no, sorry, North Korea and Iran. And who are we, you know, at the start of 2020, it was... Oh, we're going to World War Three with with Iran, and I was like, it's so it's it's as plain as the nose in your face, you know. A lot of people turn away from this kind of stuff, but this is why I can't do politics anymore. You know, I'll listen and I'll be respectful, and you know, there's a lot of patriot shows on here on Podbean. I don't know if you realised, and coming from someone who loved Trump, like 2016 to 2020, I loved him. Everything he did, I couldn't fault. And I was going into it unbiased because obviously I'm from Scotland. I had no opinion on him 
beforehand. Um, and that goes for me having a wife from California who hated his guts and I couldn't talk to her about it. But even she realized, you know, once she wanted to ask some questions and we watched some things that Trump did and she even came round to his way. Um, but now, you know, when you look into the darker stuff, like who funds these um, presidents, you know, what they've all got in common, uh, what the plans are and the agendas, it's, I just can't do it anymore. Well, you know, what I tell you, I'll tell you what brought me to the libertarian ideas is, uh, was when I did, I did from 2000, 2006 in the United States Navy. When I came out, I started to look at the foreign policy and that's what really viewpoint on a lot of because I used to lean right I, I still by default lean right in some aspects so I want to make sure that it's small government that people have freedoms because you know people will I think will just be a better individual if they can do what they want as long as they're not harming anybody right. or yeah. you know uh, but but I think the foreign policy is what really changed my viewpoint and it it, it, it saddened me. It made me really sad. The one thing that yeah. uh, changed my view on politics, period, was when Nancy Pelosi and her husband made millions upon millions upon millions of dollars over credit cards and uh, cell phones, and they tried to do all this business, stuff like that. And now the uh, new conspiracy that's out is Rand Paul's wife has a lot of money and interest um, in the discovery of vaccines or something like that. Um, I don't have the article right in front of my face, so I'm kind of like, you know, stepping over a little bit of things here. But when you invest and take time into knowing who is representing you, and like you said, with President Trump, he isn't, you know, squeaky clean either, but it's just like the fact that he got millions upon millions upon millions upon millions of Americans to wake the heck up, get involved in government. Because I was one of those people that, yes, I love uh, politics. I've always have. Um, but there was, you know, not enough for me to go out and actually do something about it until they're trying to teach homosexuality in kindergarten now. Um, they have pornographic books that they're reading to children and then they have these trans, um, I don't know what they're called, transgender males that are actually on list of being uh, pedophilia or they're, what is it called? Mm -hmm. uh, pedophilia? Yeah, the, when you are one. What is that called? Pedophile? Yes, sex pedophile. Offender. Yes, sex offender yeah. too. And all these, these yeah. people that are in these public yeah. libraries, right? And then what I was saying to Brian is we always have to go, what is the benefit of why this is happening? What is the benefit and stuff like that? And like what we were sharing earlier in our other podcasts is that uh, these vaccines uh, that are just be given out like candy, nobody's asking the very important question is who's getting rich off of this and what is it actually going to do to the human brain? versus our bloodstream system and how our uh, actual bodies function. And I'm not sure yeah. if you're aware of some of the videos of people getting vaccinated and they're hunched over. And they, it looks like they're sleeping, but they're awake, they're conscious, but they're just mm -hmm. like 
over, they're almost at a state of like not paralysis, but it's it's almost like they look like they're having a stroke, but they're fully aware of what's happening around. And there's videos upon videos. Um, there was some on Rumble because we have to go through other um, outlets other than YouTube. And I'm not sure if you have Odyssey and um, BitChute and uh, Scotland or not, but we have other outlets that, you know, are small time people like Brian and me, you know, um, information that's getting out. Like, uh, I don't know if you were aware that uh, the president that we have now uh, got his booster shot and then somebody leaked out the picture because uh, they were saying it was the White House that he was getting his shot and it was all the stage. And it's just like this. Yep. these are the things that really – it's almost comical now because you're telling me yeah. one thing and like 12 hours later, we actually know what the real truth is. So you're yeah. lying, not, not to lie to people like that are awake and aware. You're lying to the people that choose to be unaware. Those are the people mm -hmm. that you want to keep under this lie constantly. And it, it's crazy how like, um, he's, he's almost like 80 plus years old and like watching some of the videos of him when he was in his younger years in Congress. Cause he said, allegedly he started Congress at 28 or something like that. He was like the youngest Congressman from uh, Delaware. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you see the videos of how he has literally, um, disintegrated in front of our eyes. And I'm not sure if you're aware or if you saw on any of the channels that you watch, but you said you like conspiracies. Um, the There was tape on his ear that was like the color of his skin. And it was just flapping while he was talking. And it was just like, what is that? Like, are yeah. you wearing a mask or something? You know, what is that? And then a lot of people like, um, I'm not sure if you're aware about this, but there's um, in, I don't know how uh, Scotland's government is set up, but here in the United States, we have the upper and lower house of Congress. The lower house is called the House of Representatives and the upper is called the U.S. Uh, Senate. And we have in uh, parts of Florida, because um, that's where I was stationed at was in Florida, we had a representative, which her name was Congresswoman, and um, she was representing the lower house of Congress, which is the House of Representatives. And she stole money from the Veterans Affairs Committee and she got busted. And it was crazy because um, Corrine Brown, you can Google her, and she went to prison for five years. But during the investigation, they found out more of her family was benefiting off of her as well. And it's just like the corruption is so ridiculous that it's like, how do we get ourselves out of this mess? You know? And my other question to you, I'm totally changing the subject. How do you feel physically and mentally when you were working from home or not working, or I don't know if you work from home now or not, versus not working versus working now? How does your body and like your mental, how do you feel about that? Um, um oh, that's that's quite a tricky question for me because I am like so laid back so 
easy as a person. I don't really take note of those kind of things. I know it might sound weird, but I'm just me. I do what I've got to do. I work or, you know, if I'm told to stay at home, I'll, you know, I I think uh, (laughs) it's, I'm just not, I'm just not very aware of any like things like that. But in regards to your question, I think about the, how our government set up was actually a good question because I've got a quite similar question for you guys. Um, so we have the two-party system again. We have um, Labour, which would be like the equivalent of the Democrats, and the Conservatives, which would be the Republican Party. We do have other parties, but for as long as probably I've lived, I don't, I, I don't actually even know if any other party's ever been in power. It's always mainly the Conservatives here in the UK. Um, I think the last time the Labour Party were in power was uh, during 9-11. Uh, it was Tony Blair. You'll probably remember that name. Um, yep. They, you know, they they get in once every now and again. So it's pretty much just the Conservatives. And um, the the question I had before I, it runs out of my head is, can you guys answer me why the Libertarian Party doesn't do well in America? Like, like probably so much what I was just saying is why it's a two-party system. And I mean, I know why now, because it's, the system is set up that way because of the divide and conquer aspect. You know, you have two parties, you know you're going to split the population down the middle or pretty much down the middle. That's the goal. Um, if you had a third party, it would maybe upset that paradigm. Or, you know, in my opinion, it's saddening that the Libertarian Party here in the UK as well, they don't do well. And, you know, I wondered if you could answer that for me. Um, yeah, well, the, the reason that the Libertarian Party does not do well in here, or any third party uh, does not do well um, here in the States is because uh, the way it is set up with election laws, the way that uh, every state has, like, for instance, here in Virginia, you have to uh, get... 10% of the vote to be considered a major party, have major party status. And um, with that being said, when they don't allow us to be on the debate stage, they keep, when we have, uh, when they'll come up and they'll, to be on the debate stage, you have to reach a percentage of like people voting for you or saying they'll vote for you. So they'll go up and they'll say, are you going to vote for the Republican? Are you going to vote for the Democrat? Or would you vote for other? So in turn, are our candidates' names never put into the poll? So in turn, they can't get invited onto the debate stage. Um, they have, there's been plenty of times where the Republicans and Democrats, I, I know of Ken Cuccinelli who ran for governor in 2013, he, Rob Sarvis, the Libertarian candidate, was, was polling at a percentage where he was, should have been in the final debate. But Cuccinelli said, if you allow him on the debate stage, I will not show up. And in turn, they kicked it back a couple months or a couple weeks. And in turn, it lowered his percentage. And in turn, Rob Sarvis was not allowed on to do the debate stage. So uh, it's, I think you're right. It's a dividing conquer. I think what you really see is a one-party system. Uh, I, can't, I don't know of any time you'll see them come out. Like right now, they're fighting over this, uh, how we should, uh, should we raise the debt ceiling? Should we not? 
and you know how it's going to end. If they're, they're going to raise it, and they'll just continue to inflate the money ungodly. That is why the Libertarian Party, because if we, when when I speak to individuals, uh, everyone agrees they love the idea of freedom. But let me also say this too: freedom is very scary, because if I was when I sit down and tell you you're now in control of your health, you're in control of your social, uh, like when you uh, get going to retirement age. Now it's all on you. It's not on the government. It's not on the taxpayer. You know, I think a lot of times people are scared too. Uh, freedom's yeah. a very scary thing. Because it goes both ways. Okay, so I wanted to answer that question too about um, having a third party or a fourth party or whatnot. So what happened in American history was um, Ross Perot. He was a libertarian. Well, he wasn't a libertarian. What was he? He was in the Reform Party. Okay, but... Reform Party, right? This man changed the whole entire game. Ross Perot, you can look him up on uh, Google or anything else, um, was a businessman that looked at the United States as a business uh, eyes, through you know business eyes. There's always a way to get a problem solved, and he, he was one of those people that liked to solve problems. And he blew everybody when they did debates out of the water because he had answers for everything that they tried to, you know, uh, push upon him. And the reason he never uh, became president was he had to drop out of the race because they were threatening to kill his daughter. And his daughter just got married or something like that happened. And he was like, this is crazy. And they did the same thing with Colin Powell. Colin Powell tried to run uh, for president, and they they came right after his family, the death threats and all this other stuff. But the thing that changed the whole game system in uh, Brian and my generation is Ross Perot. He's the one that made people make uh, these stupid rules that you have to have a million dollars in order to go on stage. You have to raise this amount of money. And when the president of the Democrat before we got to Creepy Joe, um, Tulsa from Hawaii didn't raise enough money so she couldn't be on the stage. And she was like the only one that was a Democrat that was saying things like, hey, we can't be this far out, you know? And um, so another question I have for you was, in Scotland, what do you feel when you go outside? Do you feel that there is a cloud over everything or is people positive and happy or like what is, what is the environment outside? Um, I think most people are, you know, scared and compliant. Um, I know it's it might sound disrespectful, but I just think these people, we call them sheep and I know it sounds bad, but, you know, people follow the the mainstream media um or or you know trust the science and whatever they're wearing their masks blindly they're taking the vaccine you know um and, and i mean i don't know if you guys are into the vaccine conversation i know it can be very uh triggering for some people but for instance I, i've got guys coming up to me at work who know that i you know i have my podcast show and i i do talk about things in the canteen and uh, so i've had two instances with guys coming up to me 
uh, on the quiet, you know, they've come up in, in confidence and they've said, you know, I'm not taking the vaccine. There's no way I've seen this stuff, uh, you know, in, in these groups, these videos and things, and there's no way. And then this week, both of them ended up taking it. One, because he, he was like 18, 19 years of age. So the UK government this month has decided to go ahead with the vaccine passports for uh, any football game, you know, stadiums, you know, big events, uh, festivals and things, and nightclubs. So, you know, and, well, nightclubs are usually big anyway. But um, so, so he's decided to take it. And the other one got a lecture from his parents on the importance of taking the vaccine for their health and also scared him by making him believe that he wouldn't be able allowed to fly ever again and go on holiday. So he turned around and got it. Um, and this is this is it, you know. This is why when I first came on your show tonight, I was saying the importance of educating yourself, looking into, you know, these are government mandates. Mandates are not laws. Um, right. So with Joe Biden mandating the healthcare sector to take the vaccine or else they're out the door you know i've even had someone reach out to me and say that his wife uh works in in the the health system over there in california and she's you know sick and you know so stressed out and worried so i've sent him articles and forms and things that she can fill out you know to you know people are using the the religious card uh which I say, go for it, you know. Um, you can also just blatantly not comply. You just say, I do not consent, um, yeah. like I have done with a mask. You know, I, 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 I was under the impression that these exemption cards that people wear, you know, I don't know if they're, it's, they're big over in America, but here in the UK, a lot of people are wearing, like, lanyards around their neck with a, a government card that just says, it looks as if something you could a ten year old could draw up. It just says, "I am exempt," in a, in a in a picture of a card. I was of the understanding that you had to go to your doctor and he had to prescribe you this card. Maybe if you had asthma or some illness. Um, lo and behold, these cards are actually available to download from the government website. Uh, PDF yep. versions, if you want to, you know, print them out, cut them into the card, and fit them into your wallet. So. It's there, you know, the stuff is there for people to educate themselves in non-compliance, you know. Um, otherwise, the government would just make these laws and then we would all be screwed. So, um, yeah. So what I've done on my side of the pond here was I printed out a lot of the federal government documents stating that you don't have to wear a face mask and all this other stuff. And... Um, I just handed them out and people were like crying and they were like, thank you so much because uh, yeah. there was this guy, um, when you put a mask on your face, you're breathing back the bacteria that leaving your lungs and you're breathing it back into your lungs, which is very toxic. And that's why a lot of people <coughs> are having bacterial infections and all this other stuff, right? But the yeah. scariest thing that's happening with these um People are not complying here in the United States. And I think it's New York is up to 7,400 and some teachers just quit being teachers because they don't believe in the vaccination. And I think that's so wonderful, right? And then it comes to the fact that who's going to be teaching your kids, right? And yeah. um, but this, this mandate 
um, for small businesses and they're saying if you have 100 employees, you have to get everybody vaccinated, but they're forgetting the law state as an employer, you do not have rights to ask your employees about their medical histories. And that is something, if you're taking a vaccine, that is medical and that is now going to be part of your history. So therefore you don't have, you have options to say, I'm not going to share that information. I'm just not going to. And then they say, oh, well, we're going to, you're going to have to find another employment. Now, Brian and I were talking about this before the program. Um, A lot of the chefs in Virginia are closing up the restaurants for good now because of the vaccines, but because People don't want to work. And that was one of the things that we were talking about was um, how employees and owners um, in the United States, they were demanding us small businesses to pay $15 an hour when we normally pay $9 an hour. And, oh, that shouldn't be that bad. Have you ever owned your business? Because I have. And even though that's like 5 or $6 extra, that's a lot of money that in, in order to have a successful business, the money that you make has to go back into the business. And if you're paying these employees $6 more, that's six times how many employees you have. That's how much money you're losing out of your business to reinvest into it. And it was just like um, one of the chefs that I know has to close his restaurant because his sous chef said, I, I, I'm not, I have to make more money. And he's like, well, I don't have any more money to get. <clears throat> so so well, you're, when you're talking about that, this is from a story from CNBC, and it says the majority of restaurant operators uh, says the uh, business conditions are worse now than three months ago. And they said yeah. that they find it more uh, than half of the restaurant owned operators surveyed by the National Restaurant Association said the business conditions are worse now than three months ago. Yeah. The Delta yeah. variant understaffed restaurants, higher food costs are among the issues plaguing the industry. And just 9% of the survey respondents said the business conditions have improved over the last three months. And you're seeing that throughout the states and throughout the world. I mean, you know, we're, we're ha- having higher prices. You know, people are being, you know, mm-hmm. they destroyed the economy. And it was, mm-hmm. do you, I, I believe you guys also over in your area, um, Scotland, Scotland uh, or just that area, did y'all, how, well, how much are y'all being told, don't talk about the unvaccinated because here, like I said, if you say un, it's it's a divide and conquer when it comes to vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Yeah. So it's almost like muzzle the muzzle the unvaccinated, and you're seeing it with YouTube, you're seeing it with Twitter, and I can easily say Twitch, hey, Twitch and so you're, you're going to be saying, hey, take zinc and vitamin D and go out and exercise and eat right. No, don't say that. You just gotta say get vaccinated. Yeah. How, how um, is it over there? Yeah, in in regards to the like you're talking about businesses and prices going through the roof and things, that is uh, what COVID was brought here to do. Now I say brought. I've got to watch again. I don't want to go too crazy on you, but if you want to believe it was a bat that you know bit someone and whatever, or if you want to believe it was made <laughs> in a lab, you know. Um, what I say is when you realize that the that COVID 
was made for the vaccine and not the vaccine was made for COVID. Everything becomes way more clearer. And then the other side of things is, you know, the businesses have shut down. A lot of small businesses haven't made it through the, the lockdowns. Um, and that is probably the biggest agenda that COVID was brought in to do. It's basically to br bring on uh, communism. Um, we're having stores open up here in the UK soon, uh, Amazon stores. So Jeff Bezos, obviously. Um, and, and it's like, you know, soon we're going to have cities, smart cities with big, huge stores that are owned by these big corporate, you know, people like Jeff Bezos and that, uh, Marks and Spencers, you know, the big, the big chains, and we're not going to have the small man anymore. And it's still ongoing because, you know, first it's the mask exemptions. And I'm sure a lot of people like me, I don't want to support people that say, can you please leave my shop unless you wear a mask? So I leave and I won't go back. And I think that is our biggest tool in this fight is, um, you know, when the, when it starts becoming with the, if you're not vaccinated, you're not allowed to enter my store, then, you know, I'm part of, I don't know if you guys know about the, the app Telegram, you know, you were talking about uh, Gab and Rumble yeah. and things. Yeah, well, Telegram is such a good app. Um, <clears throat> for me, it's, it, you know, you were talking earlier about this Facebook and Instagram. Well, uh, I was alerted to Telegram um, about a year and a half ago. And as far as I am led to believe, it's owned by a Russian person, like like just a normal average person. He created this app and it's the least censorship. So what you're finding now is Telegram's full of group chats, like, like you had on WhatsApp with your friends. But some of these group chats I'm involved with, there are 60,000 people in them. And they're just spamming the group with all these videos of George, uh, sorry, Bill Gates and all that kind of conspiracy stuff. But these are just normal, average, everyday. They're not conspiracy theorists. They're only just waking up because of the COVID stuff. So what I've been saying is going forward, once the, the vaccine uh, mandates hit and you're told you can't use my store anymore, what we should do is, and I think you did touch on it earlier, sorry, is, we now need to raise awareness of the stores in our areas that will support people like you and I. I think it was more when you talked about the schools, you know, these teachers that are quitting because they're seeing their kids being, you know, muzzled um, and, and that's honourable and fair play to them. But these teachers and doctors, they need to know that we will support them and if they support us. So what I've said is that the biggest issue we have is spreading awareness of stores that will let us into their store, uh, doctors that will see us, even though we're unvaccinated. Um, and that's my biggest message I kind of push. So the thing that I noticed here in Virginia, uh, which is the East Coast of the United States. Now, if I see a business, right, and it has an American flag, I will go there. Because see, now the American flag is a symbol like it once was in the very beginning when we created the American flag. So when I see that, I know they're, um, we have like the same mentality, freedom, patriotic, uh, patriotism, all this, you know, love for family and stuff like that. And I now have noticed that like every store that I go to, it actually does have an American flag somewhere in it. So I was like, you know, okay, that's my little symbol 
of saying, okay, this is, you know, okay place to go if it has an American flag. And it's funny because like our restaurants that are small businesses, they have American flags hanging up now. And that was like at a Mexican restaurant. And I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. Los Amigos Mm -hmm. has an American flag. But it was just like, you know, little places and stuff like that. They have those, uh, that symbol. And I, I feel more welcome to go inside that business. Now, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about was, um, okay, so a lot of people, the teachers, the doctors, everybody is leaving these businesses. Now, what we were discussing earlier is we have a very high um, illegal immigrant issue. Now, this used, this happened in France. This happened many years ago, like in France and some other countries, that they were just allowing these immigrants come into their countries and like one country had all this Islamic uh, people coming in and they were hurting people. Like you can't come in, this is Islam now, these two blocks or something like that, right? And they were beating up journalists um, if they were coming in to get interview and stuff like that. Now we've had that happen here in Seattle, Washington, which is the west coast of uh, the United States. And that ended badly as well, but it ended. There's no chop anymore. There's none of this ridiculousness. But the thing that really uh, needs to be expressed in the United States as well as everywhere is kindness. I have noticed I have changed with kindness in respecting my elders and stuff like that. Um, Have you seen that in Scotland that, like, in 2020 it has like I felt like there was in the United States, all over, not just Virginia, but all over the U.S., um, a mental break and manners and kindness out the window. And I will share a story. I went to Food Lion, which is kind of like a lower class uh, grocery store. And um, the, I wasn't wearing a mask because I've never worn a mask and I will not do that. And this lady comes right up to my face and says she hopes I die and catch the COVID, right? And I said, well, if you're gonna, if I'm gonna catch the COVID, does that mean that you have it because you're not six feet away from me, you know? And does it mean that your saliva that you're spitting through your mask that's gonna come over to me, you know? And it was just that ridiculousness of people just flipping out. And yeah. the one thing that I really don't understand is um, the acts and the reactions like i like to think that i don't overreact but like lately i've had to catch myself like whoa why are you getting so upset you know and uh i had an example was uh last night walking my dogs and um it was crazy uh i have a german shepherd which is a large dog and these people uh walking their dogs that were little tiny little guys And my dog just lost it. He wanted to play. He wanted, you know, have a good time with them. And it's crazy because in this time, I'm trying to find commonality with other people that I would not ever really speak to, right? And our commonality is we're both pet owners. We both love dogs, right? And um, I told Brian... Uh, yesterday was my last day of cussing. I'm not going to ever use foul language anymore. Um, I called my dog an effort, right? And uh, 
the people that were walking their dogs thought I was saying that about them, right? And my dog actually knocked me down or, or I stepped wrong in the gravel and I was down, right? And uh, I was like so surprised because my dog's never done that to me before. And um, they were just standing there. They wanted something bad to happen instead of being like a normal person and walk on by. I noticed that everybody wants to make a stand Right. And, and so the kindness would be, let's let's hurry and walk past each other before our dogs go insane. Right. But now that 2020 has passed, I feel the mentality here is we want the drama. We want this fight because we're so angry because we had to stay home for so many months. And all of these is the vaccine real? Is this virus real? Is this da -da 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 -da? And everybody's going bonkers. Right. And to me, um, I still have, like, I have days, uh, I don't know if you have days that you just got to unplug, like no cell phones, <clears throat> no uh, movies. I just got to be by myself walking around, you know, my yard or something like that. But I have noticed since 2020, um, our behavior has shifted in such a manner that people want to fight, like maybe not fist fight, maybe just verbally just to get that whatever tension that is in a person just needs to get out. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know if you have experienced that in Scotland or not, but I have gotten like double scoops of that experience. People want me dead and the die of COVID people want me dead because I don't want to take the vaccine. And it's like all this stuff. Right. But to me, that is one of the things I really want to talk about because I want to see if I'm the only person in this room that feels that way since 2020 has our attitude and mentality of kindness shifted. Mm -hmm. um, that's the division I'm, I was talking about earlier. Uh, you, you know, there's a saying over here in the UK and you know, we'll be in a canteen at work and there'll be men reading their newspapers and one of them will just, um, you know, burst out with a story that will sound so ridiculous, like a uh, woman at supermarket uh, pushed her trolley into, it'll be a ridiculous story and everyone will just look at each other and go, America, yeah, you're right. It's it's your media. And uh, like, like, don't take that as offensive, I don't mean all Americans, but what I mean is your media is so bad. I really feel sorry for you guys. Actually, someone yesterday on one of these Podbean chats described it so well, and, and I'll probably do a bad job, but he was like basically saying, I feel sorry for for you guys having to listen to your media because it's so polarizing. Uh, CNN, Fox, they're just so bad for you. And um, we don't have that here. And I, Sorry, what was that? It's toxic. Yeah, it's toxic, and and it's by design. And uh, this is maybe where I'll get I'll get a bit crazy for you guys. But you know, um, the, the media is is set to divide and conquer. It's like I don't know if you've heard of the Smith Moon Act that um, Obama overturned in two thousand and twelve that allows the American media to now lie to their own people. Um, and, and the whole division, you know, that's what Trump was uh, set up to do. Trump, and, and this is why I says I'll get a little bit crazy for you. Trump and every president that's ever been a president 
is selected. Your vote does not count. These presidents are bred. You know, when they're when they're very young, they are told they will be president one day. And Trump is the Trump card. And it was he was sent into that position to divide like n- nothing else before. And it was all orange man bad and all distraction about um him peeing on the prostitutes or whatever and grab her by the you-know-what and and uh, he's a racist. All rubbish. But the real stuff that you need to look into is who funds Donald Trump, um, who his mum and dad are, you know, the deeper stuff, the cult stuff. So when you look yeah. into that, you realise that it's 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 an agenda that's been happening. I'm sure you've heard of the, the New World Order plan. Um, now, yeah. I wouldn't say that's... Um, to be taken uh, at face value, I think New World Order basically means a new day. You know, like if if uh, Biden came out and said something today that going forward we're going to have a New World Order, it just means a New World Order. But the, the plan and the agenda is is real. You know, they want a one world government run by, uh, I would say, the UN. And what you guys are going through right now is the disc- the destruction of America. So your military, your your president is being laughed at right now by the whole world, literally by uh, was it the Chinese president? Um, but these plans, see that the planned destruction of America is has been known and is blatantly out there. Like these people, the Zionists and things. They openly talk about it. There are videos of them saying that we need to destroy America. And, uh, you know, that's why our royal family is under the the cosh right now. You know, that whole story about Meghan and Harry slating the, the royal family, calling them racist. That's to destroy the royal family, which I'm not sticking up for because I can't stand them either. But under a one world government run by the, the UN, there is no need for presidents and leaders and royalty so the destruction is is underway and that's what you're seeing right now yes i totally agree with that all right so let's jump into a final topic hey, i know we we you had spoke about the afghan Af- afghanistan um mm-hmm way we withdrew but yesterday a marine officer who had criticized the senior leaders of afghanistan no, he didn't criticize them yes he did okay. and he, what has happened is he 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 was criticizing them through public uh, through the thing um well he's now in the brig so uh here we got i, I labeled it as a whistleblower okay uh because of, i remember if you remember um it wasn't. Uh, oh gosh, now he he, he turned. Um, Manning was had released stuff to WikiLeaks, and that's a whistleblower, and he got silenced. Or I guess now it's a she. Uh, or well, I, I'm, 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 I'm not trying to disparage Bradley Manning, or I, I cannot remember. The individual's name now, but if what do you? Uh, but now we've got a marine officer who came out and was pretty much criticizing the Biden administration, um, and now he's going to get put in jail just like uh, Julian Assange. And well, he's there now. What do you? What do? You, what's your thoughts of WikiLeaks and things of that nature? Good thing, bad things. Um, I think that's the kind of things that I said earlier. Like um. I can't do those conversations anymore. I used to, um, but it's like, to me, 
if it's out in the media, like if you guys are hearing about it and not digging for it, then they want you to know about it. Um, see, see the 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 Taliban. Afghans coming over. See those footage that we saw of these guys jumping on a plane and splatting, you know, falling on the runway and all that. And and the pictures that we saw of them in the plane, they, those that footage, the picture of those in the plane was from 2013, and yes, the pictures, yes. yeah, and, and the pic mm -hmm. and the video that we saw of the guy on the wing of the airplane and then he fell and he splatted on the runway. That's CGI. It's all fakery, like like you were mentioning earlier. Um, I think you probably have seen it. See, the Joe Biden video is where he comes out into the grass, and that's CGI. It's in a green screen. So a lot of this stuff is put out there, and uh, to some people this might be like, oh, he's talking crazy. But um, even down to like the CNN used a gun range uh, display and said that it was a – a scene from Baghdad or Iran, and then they came out and apologized. So this thing kind of thing does happen, but it's like I just can't enter into those conversations that, because they're so fake. They're just trying to divide and conquer you guys, and even like as Julian Assange, um, part of me wants to think that he's a, a good guy and that WikiLeaks is real, but I think he's, you know, Donald Trump. That, that's kind of probably a, a, a kind of proof that shows that Donald Trump isn't what he says he is. You know, he had the chance to pardon Julian Assange. He didn't. He had the chance to put Hillary Clinton behind bars. He didn't. And, you know, the QAnon Trumpers are like, oh, trust the plan and he'll come back and save us. It's it's just to subdue the patriots. And the patriots are key to this. Like, we need them to wake up. Um, but they're, they're, they're just waiting on their, their hero, Donald Trump, to come back. And I, I just can't do those kind of conversations anymore. <laughs> No, but I totally, what you just said, I totally agree. Um, I was stationed in the Middle East, and my father called me one time, right, when I was in the military, and he was saying, oh, my gosh, I just saw this on the news, da, da, da. And uh, I was like, what? What did you see? And I can't tell you the specifics because of the agreement I signed when I was active duty, but it was such a lie. And then, like, six years later, it came out. Um, they said that, um, how do I say this? Um, this 12-year-old girl was saying that her whole family uh, was murdered and they were murdering babies in a hospital and all this other stuff. And it comes to find out that was all a lie. It was all fake. And ever since that... Uh, that's when I was really young. I was like, you're right. The news is nothing but lies. And it's like, it, you can see the people and you're like, well, they, they said there was an explosion, right? And I was like, dad, where did they say the explosion was? So I called, you know, my commander and I was like, was there an explosion here? Because nobody evacuated. There's no, nobody's in the hospitals. I mean, I just came from there. And my commander at the time said, no, nothing happened. Why? I go, oh, you, you're not going to believe this. My father just got in touch with me, wanted to know if I was all right. And I was like, yes, everything is fine here. There's literally nothing happening. It's so boring over here. And um, so my father gave you know, me the link to that news uh, clip or that news like uh, piece. And my commander and I, we just sat there and laughed. Like, there's literally nothing happening. 
So what they do, and I will say what news company it was, it was CNN. Um, what they do, if nothing's happening, they will make something to make something happen. And I know that you're probably aware about crisis actors in Iran. Well, there's yep. crisis actors everywhere. And then the lady that is allegedly a doctor for CNN, um, she's a crisis actress. And it's just like she's the one that's trying to push passports, uh, like how Australia has. And she says that traveling shouldn't be a privilege and all this other stuff, right? And it's just like um, I could only imagine what Thomas Jefferson, uh, George Washington, and all the founding fathers of this nation must be thinking, you know? They'd be turning yeah. over in their graves and stuff like that. This is not how we designed it. But um, with the destruction, like you said earlier, I totally 100% agree with you but the funny thing is we are fighting but you're not seeing that on any of your news we are standing up to this mask mandate we stood up for that and i'm not sure if you're well aware or this but we're like on 570 days in saying that uh it was 15 days to curb this uh infectious virus right and now it's been a year well 570 plus days now since we have um, said this. And then I don't know if you're aware, but the administration, um, I totally agree with you, it's a joke, it's all theater. Uh, Creepy Joe was doing a vaccine on uh, allegedly in the White House, right? And um, got his booster shot in front of everybody. And then it was leaked out not even like a day later, right? 12 hours yeah. later. Um, it was all a stage and somebody took a picture of it and it's just like everything, like I said earlier, everything is a lie for the sheep. Like we call them sheeps, yep. right? The mm -hmm. lies are yep. for us. It's for the non-believers. It's the people mm -hmm. that don't want to do their research and don't want to have other options because now what they're doing in the United States has this is one thing that they're doing that they have never done before. And what they are doing is trying to pass, um, I don't know if it's a mandate or a law, Brian can, uh, but they're trying to take veterans like Brian and me, uh, our weapons away from us because we're in a state of emergency. So now they're making up their own rules. When the United States is in a state of emergency, we can take every single rice away. Well, people don't understand that when the levees broke in uh, Katrina, when all of this stuff happened, uh, the National Guards literally went from house to house to house to house and took away guns from the American citizens. Now, I was serving in the military then, and I told Julio, I never saw this. I never knew that this happened. And um, another thing I wanted to share with you, what you were talking about earlier, was about the 9-11 conspiracy. Now, a lot of veterans, um, we have, especially what my husband did in the military, we have certain amount of knowledge how um, explosives work because we use them, right? And with the conspiracy theory of 9-11, it's a bunch of rubbish. Um, a lot of the stuff that we were told um, was a lie. Everything literally was just, once again, theater. I don't know how you feel about President Bush, but he's pure garbage. Um, mm -hmm. I met him twice 
he gave me his uh, presidential coin and he was just, you know, trying to be all cool with the um, veterans from the USS John F. Kennedy, which is CV-67 for all my shipmates out there. And um, he was trying to, you know, uh, get the congressman who was a Cuban immigrant. Now I forgot his name, but um, um, so what happened was, um, I'm sorry, Brian just showed me something. Now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> um, he was trying to show us uh, different uh, things that were happening with the Navy at that time. And it was just like, he's trying to save some naval history and stuff like that. And it didn't, it didn't pass. So my ship got discarded or, you know, whatever. But the fact is that there is people in the United States that I don't know if in Scotland you have BitChute or VitMax or any of that stuff, but there's veterans that are standing up now and they're saying enough is enough, you know? And I'm almost to that point, enough is enough. And that's when it comes to um, my kindness. I feel like... Uh, what I was saying a little bit earlier about kindness and how everything has changed since 2020, right? But the thing was with 9-11, I really love talking about 9-11 because there's so many stories and everybody doesn't know which directions and stuff like that. And we just uh, had the 20-year anniversary of the attack and people were booing, you know, Obama, they were booing, um, Clintons, they were booing uh, Biden, they were just booing and all these because a lot of us that have experienced such tragedy and that were physically there knows that this was not uh, a terrorist attack. And I don't care what anybody says, to this day, I don't believe that it was uh, something spontaneous. I believe that it was like Pearl Harbor. It was planned. The Japanese planned to shoot up Pearl Harbor. They planned that. And I feel that 9-11 was the same kind of thing. It was a plan. Yeah. Um, it, it was all, everybody had their part as if it was a theater production, you know? And mm -hmm. when interviews are scratched, when the truth was coming out about 9-11, these people were getting assassinated because they were telling the truth. And it was crazy. And then, yep. if you really want to talk about this, uh, Rudy Giuliani, who I thought was a good man, right, is not so. He made many millions of dollars off of September 11th. And it was like, what? Rudy Giuliani? He, he's like, you know, he's a Trumper. He's this and this and this. And who spilled the beans? was the governor, no, it was the governor or mayor. I can't remember if it was the mayor or the governor of Las Vegas. He spilled the beans about Rudy Giuliani and then we didn't see Rudy Giuliani for a hot minute, right? But it's like 9-11 is like, like every bombing that happened in the United States on the United States soil, it was all, all of it was planned out. And like the bombing from the, the Boston Marathon, they they said that that was planned out for months, right? But it didn't yeah. come out right away, I guess, because they were investigating, investigating, which the FBI, I will say only for my opinion, not Brian's opinion, but uh, the FBI is asshole. That is like our thing that we say from Salty Cracker. Um, that's his channel. And uh, it's like, you can only lie 
to someone so many times. And it's like what you said earlier, we're not sheep. So when you lie to somebody that is awake and aware of their surroundings, it's really uh, infuriating and it's disappointing. It's almost like a letdown. Just like, um, like everything that I feel uh, or what I'm saying is from my side only. I do not speak for anything like to Brian. Yeah, no. But um, what are your thoughts and opinion about September 11th? Oh, and I was there. Oh, I was going to... I was going to uh, kind of, as you were talking, you, you were spot on, by the way, everything you said, and it gave me some hope as well when you were talking about some veterans are some, starting to come out and say enough is enough. That's the kind of thing I love to hear, and it does give me hope. But um, so I was going to, uh, while you were talking, I'm saying, look, I was going to tell you the big secret, you know, that you know the conspiracy theory uh, for me there are conspiracy theorists and then there are conspiracy theorists and the secret is to certainly the politics side of things is in freemasonry now every president that has ever been except two and i'll let you guess which two were freemasons which two who were not freemasons or yeah who were? yeah who were uh, not theodore, theodore roosevelt i think was not a no. mason I read his autobiographies, so oh. I don't know. We okay. Never about it. <laughs> well, well, that's embarrassing because uh, we were we were led to believe that it was only JFK and Abraham Lincoln, which were the two that got assassinated. But anyway, mm -hmm. so 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 the Freemasonry uh, cult, because it is a cult, controls yes, the world. Um, but 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 these these people. At the lower levels, like I'm sure you maybe know some Freemasons. I do. I know some Freemasons. So at the lower levels, these are people who, you know, go to the the lodge and drink and talk about, you know, and, and they keep each other in work. Like my boss could be a Freemason. And if he's ever out of work, he'll be, you know, a, a fellow Freemason. I'll phone him up and say, come work for me. There, there's privilege. So at yes. the higher levels, you have Donald Trump, who is a 33 degree Mason. Um and many others, like Bill Gates, 33-degree Mason. Um, so there, it's, it's, it's what? Michael Pence, the vice so, president, he's yeah, a Mason. Yeah. So this is why I don't believe, I, I don't have much hope. I, I'm a very, I'm a pessimistic. I, I think, you know, oh. these people control um, every aspect of government. You, you won't get in, you know, you'll be priced out. Um, but on in regards to your... You know, you were talking about 9-11, Boston bombing, Las Vegas shooting, all those, uh, you know, um, conspiracy, you know, these are the, like, the main ones. There is a strong Freemasonic, there is strong Freemasonic symbolism put throughout these events that yes. when you listen to a, a conspiracy theorist, he'll talk about, oh, um five buildings fell was it five there was building the, the, the two twin towers building six and building seven which no one knows about no one talks about and the pentagon but there was only three planes so you'll hear loads of these kind of conspiracies which are true but what woke me up even more when i learned about the the secret cults the organizations like skull and bones which george bush openly talked about he was a member of them i think his dad actually founded skull and bones um no but these these no no skull and bones is started from like the 1800s and then it moved yeah. into the college and stuff like that yeah, but yeah I, right. wanted to talk, yeah, right. I wanted to 
to stop you because masonry yep. began in your country, Scotland. So if you know yeah, the history, it's Scottish, masonry, right? it started in your yeah. your country. But yeah, Albert Pike. That starts usually has like a positive uh, notion, and then when people enter something that is like a program or something like that, it's the people that turn it evil. Not that yeah. it was masonry was supposed to be evil from the beginning. It just formated like yeah. that because Ku Klux Klan a positive, uh, uplifting kind of uh, cult, and then. Then it became like this radical white supremacy, like overnight kind of deal. And then like, because it was started by Republicans, uh, mm -hmm. the KKK, and then it switched over to all Democrats. Yep. And then like money and campaign funding for uh, Creepy Joe's presidency came from the KKK. But we don't talk about that. Okay, but go ahead. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So, so, so what I, I was going to say is, see these events like 9-11 and things that are strong symbolism and numerology put through these events like Muhammad Atta was 33 years of age, 33 degree Mason um, yes. uh, the, the, the flight hit building one at 9.03 so 93 is Alistair Crowley's uh, you know, there's tons of it. 33 appears loads in 9-11. It appears tons in, in the Boston bombing. Um, it, it's yeah. it, you know, that's why we latch on to these kind of things. The yeah. address where they found him was 33 in there. Yeah. 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 But the, so the, the, the thing is about 33, once again, um, if you understand the 33 and the demonic side, you got to understand this. And this is something that's going to make you smile and let it, let it marinate in your head for a while after this conversation. Everything yeah. that you see that in symbols that are demonic, it is at one time, or it's processed from God and the Bible. And everything yeah. that Lucifer has that is known as demonic was at one time uh, a part of Christ or was a part of God. And if you can mm -hmm. understand that this battle that we are fa facing right now and that we are in is not anything but a spiritual battle. And if you can understand that one concept, when you see these people flipping out and being angry or these people like yelling and screaming at you to get vaccinated and these people are doing this and this and this and this, that's all it is. It's a spiritual battle. And once you realize that, that you have the power to pray it away or to have covering of the blood of Christ on you, you can walk, you will walk differently. But the one thing about the Mason ring is, um, the number 33 is so popular because that's allegedly the year that Jesus Christ was or was killed. Killed. He was 33 yep. years old. He started yep. his ministry of you know the traveling at 30, right? And then the other thing about the masonry, which is there. Oh man, I wish I had my books right in front of me, but the, <laughs> I had. Uh, I've read so many things, right? Because I rather read it in a book versus online because everything can mm. be manipulated. Well, it can be manipulated yeah. in books too. But the 33 masonry, every time you see a building in your city in Scotland, and when I first noticed it, I was stationed in Florida, and I was in St. Augustine, and they were doing a christening on a freaking beautiful building, right? And all these beautiful like men came out and 
and they were doing the ceremony and I was like, what is going on here? I didn't say a word, right? I'm just, I was invited to the ceremony and um, they were breaking corn and they were putting, I don't know if it was oil or water on this part of a stone. And then when reading the books about the history of masonry, what they were doing was making a sacrifice, right? To Satan and to Lucifer. Yep. Or this building that they, you know they made and stuff like that. But if the some things like about the Oklahoma bombing, um, I don't know if you've done research on that. Oklahoma bombing had some very interesting symbolism as well. And the yeah. crazy a lot a lot of things. If you just sit down and you read what things are are being said about it, you will start seeing the symbolism in it. Like allegedly, Mike Pence is a uh, pedophile. He likes having uh, relationships with 15-year-old boys. And that was documented and never came out in the news. Yeah, because I, I think we're, we, when you start going down that rabbit hole, I, I, the stuff, it was like the Q stuff. Q, mm -hmm. you want me to tell you where Q lost me? Right off the bat, because they told me it was JFK Jr. was behind the scenes. Yeah, I know. I, know. All right, I never heard when, of that. All right, when you told me that, that went out the window when I when I heard uh, uh, Mike Pence and mm -hmm. what you just said. You look it up online. It's it, it goes into like it's a guy who was in uh, gay porn. It's not even Mike mm -hmm. Pence. And then it's like don't leave. So in turn, you've really got when, when a con a conspiracy when you speak of something like nine eleven, you got to make sure you 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 lead people in, down properly because i can lead you down a rabbit hole for 9 11 and you're going to be like that guy's a lunatic mm -hmm. you know so mm -hmm. and you know alex jones you know i know he's very popular here in the states you know and a lot of stuff that he'll say and sometimes he leads you to a different spot and in turn people are going he's a lunatic he's a lunatic so the real stuff or he works for the cia yes yeah. or he works for the cia yeah he's a, he's a shell yeah, yeah, but being here, you know, so in turn, I think whenever you start talking, so in turn, when it, when it comes to Mike Pence, when it comes to the Q stuff, it, it makes me grip my teeth because I can't accept it. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. still feel that because, well, a lot of people say that Mike Pence wasn't a Mason, but then when they have the video of him doing the handshakes, right? Well, only people that really know what the handshakes are about are the people that have read and know the history of masonry or the masons versus um, symbolism because some people really believe in symbolism and they believe in the numbers and they believe this and this and this and this, which is fine, you know, but the thing is um, there's something in my spirit that tells me that man is wicked and evil. Mike Pence. I don't, I know what you just said and I, I trust yeah, you and I believe okay. you, but there's just something about him that makes, I, could, I never trusted the guy. Right. And I, I don't understand, like, Mike Pence was pictured to be perfect, right? He was a perfect Christian, a perfect husband, a perfect this. And that's fine. You know, that's fine that you love your wife. I mean, that's awesome. We're not saying nothing about that, right? But when, like, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is given to people and the spirit, uh, the spirit of discernment, right? But there, like, my hair sticks up 
when I see him, right? And one of the uh, last times that Mike Pence was actually speaking publicly because he wanted to become president, right? And he thought he had the support of the one-sided Republican Party here. And he found out quick in a hurry that nobody likes him. He was booed off the stage. People were like, uh, that's when he was doing a conference, and people were just not having him. Ah, uh, that was, but that was after the election of 2020. He got yeah, booed. he had yeah, one yeah. job and he didn't do it. That's how some people feel. Yeah. Okay. Well, all right. Well, we're we're hitting at the two hour mark, so I want to thank you for coming online and speaking with us today. Um, I put up my email address there, and I'll put it up again. Uh, send me an email. And I would love to coordinate a time with you, and maybe we can uh, do this again. Um, yes, because sir. and we'll get more into different conspiracy theories and things of that nature. And I want to and, yep. and in the email, please send me anything that, that promotes your show, your wherever I can find it. I know picture you said and uh, uh, mm -hmm. YouTube and things of that nature. Because I want to yep. make sure that you guys uh, get get we we need to work together. I, if yeah. I might not be the best show here, mm -hmm. but if I can find the best show out there that's, you know, and I can lead someone to that, then that's what I want to mm -hmm. do. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. So thank you so much for coming on. Uh, next no, week. Thank, I think thank you guys for uh, having me on. And uh, I would also like to ask, is this going to be your regular time slot? So I can tune in the, again. You know what? I'm going to try to figure something out with uh, Lydia. I'm sorry. Oh, I said her name, Chef Lily. But I will be working out <laughs> a time, time, a uh, time with her because my my schedule switches, so it's hard for okay. me to do it, and um, I, it's hard for me to have that time frame. Uh, so I will shoot you a line, and we will let you know. And but thanks awesome. again. Thank yeah, you. Right. Thank you. Yep. Have yeah, a good day. And you uh, too. next week got uh maverick and goose they're going to be coming on they're from slacker 82 alpha and we're going to be just discussing uh information uh and going over their stuff i'm going to put that into a, our twitter which is at we are max lib and uh we want to make sure that everyone follows them give them a listen gives uh byram ue uh podcast a listen follow him and, uh, hey, let's have a good time. You know what I'm saying? So you got anything else, Chef Lily? Yes, uh, I have a show on Rumble called American Receipts 76. And we'll put that into all of our information so you can find her there. So until next week, just remember, gang, uh, you know, don't just live free. Don't just try to be free, but you better stay free. All right. Later. God bless.